Evening, boys and girls, and welcome to the Fans' Verdict, where you give your opinion on the games just passed. And today's game, the goalless draw at Deepdale against Preston. Let's have all your opinions in uh, right away. Plenty on the forum, so let's get them on uh, the show today. I'm joined by my glamorous assistant, Mr Duncan. Sir Dunk, evening, fella. Good evening. All right, mate. Okay, so we're in association with the Watford Football Club former Players Club, fronted by... Neil Price and Lou for Blissett Waffle's favourite son. Head on over to facebook.com forward slash TaylorMade players. So, yeah, dunk, goalless draw, um, second in the table, uh, another point on the board. I think at this point, we know that what's nice is we're seeing a proper fight in the team now. We're seeing we aren't crumbling under pressure, we're fighting for each other, and that's the polar opposite of what happened last season where. They go and get tougher, and we would falter, whether it was Burnley, whether it was Brentford. Whereas now, at least, uh, despite the obviously lack of quality we saw today up front, at least, we're now seeing a team which is willing to fight, and it's helping us get points. We need more, but it's a start. Yeah, yeah, definitely, mate. And uh, looking at a few standout performances, uh, Batchman, once again, excellent, I thought. Didn't put a foot wrong. Um, I think you've got a few tasty stats coming up very, very shortly. Uh, Espria, I was I was delighted with. Chowdhury's just absolutely mm. Premier League class. I think it's absolutely amazing. And his tackling fantastic. helps it so much. Oh, he's covering his general cover. I mean, we've been crying out for someone, especially last season. Loser, in part, was showing it. But we need someone who is connecting the defensive midfield to the attack. Mm. He, he gets back. He wants the ball. He starts the play up. He, tra- he tracks back, wins the ball, breaks up play from the opposition. He's a Premier League player, and I'm so, so glad. It's fantastic signing. I mean, we do knock the Pozzos for a lot of signings, but, yeah, he's been he's been the standout mm. player this season alongside Batchman. But one player that has started the last couple of games, a Spreer, he's really coming on leaps, about, leaps and bounds at the moment. And I spoke to Dina when we were watching it. Okay, there's plenty to learn. Young lad. Plenty of progression, plenty of experience to be had. But those two through balls that he done, especially today, especially the Minaj one, what a mm. through ball. That was amazing. But mm. does anyone apart from that stand out for you or anything anything generally? Because really those were the bright lights in what really, and I'll take lead from you before you before we went live, that was a pretty dire second half. Yeah, we were saying before the show started that the first half had plenty of promise in terms of we could see, we, like, Bio had a couple of good chances. No, he didn't take them. At least he was hitting the target, forcing the keeper to work. Whereas the second half, it didn't, apart from the two Menage chances, and there were really good quality chances, everything else just. It went in the blur, but not in a good blur where it was really exciting to watch. It was a blur as in which what, what happened. It's just pass, long ball, lose it, put it back, long ball. Lose it. Rinse, repeat. That second <laughs> half was very long. Yeah, yeah. I mean, generally, if you could give if you give uh, the starting eleven um, ratings, then I certainly will in a minute. I mean, what what would you give give them re- really? I mean, you could, don't have to do every single one. Or I've got a few um, tasty ratings to give out. But I'll tell you what. Firstly, um, yeah, back Backman is the goalie today. I mean. Fantastic, wasn't he again? Another, yeah, another solid showing. His shot stopping's absolutely been incredible this season. 
the average shot stop, like the average save percentage for a keeper in both Premier League or round, just generally, it's roughly speaking 70%. If you get around there, you're in a pretty good region. To put this in perspective, Backman has faced 22 shots so far this season, and he's saved 20 of them, giving us a 91% save percentage, which is unbelievable. That is, isn't it? That is unsustainable if our defence doesn't help either if we don't alleviate the goal-scoring situation or if we don't improve the defence's ability to stop shots. But we are being carried by Batman shot-stopping. I did think there are two occasions which we saw couple of seasons ago where he lacked in the air and we got away with that but given the amount of shot stopping he's been doing and it's been of exceptional standard I don't think we can hold that against him too harshly No, back back three um, next I mean personally, I mean, back from my assessment of him has been absolutely amazing like you said and I'll, I won't go on too much I think I totally agree with everything you said there has been absolutely amazing back three today I think defended well, looked organised. Yeah. Uh, they're growing as a three. I know we're looking at another centre-back, possibly a left-sided one, but as that three, there wasn't too much they actually um, did wrong, to be fair, if I'm uh, looking at it. Yeah, there was one chance. In fact, you like this sort of thing, so I'm going to quickly dig out now, share screen. <laughs> I know how this dig works. Come on, work with it. That's what we want. And allow. Is it working? No, I'll put it on, mate. Hang on. There you go, mate. There we go. So, most of the shots we faced today were long range, which means the defence is doing a good job of limiting high-scoring chances. This one here is the only chance they had of real high quality, which I think was, wasn't the one that he tipped over early on. That was in the second half, which he pushed with his right hand to the, out, out of the way of our dangerous way, which is an unbelievable point-blank save near enough. But you can see down here as well, talking about high-quality chances, those were the two Minaj missed. They didn't even hit the target with. Between those alone, you'd be expecting a goal. That's how yeah. high-quality, between one of them, you'd be expecting a striker to be scoring at least one goal minimum. That's how good a quality they were. Yeah, I mean, looking at those two chances Minaj had, I mean, the first one, he should have hit the target, blatantly hit the target. But um, the second one was much harder chance. I mean, a, a better striker would have possibly struggled with that. And if he hit the target, it goes in 100%. And it's a fantastic goal. It was certainly the first chance, especially how we, yeah. I mean, we won the ball. We set a we, fantastic through ball by a Spreer as well and created that chance out of nothing. You expected him a player of even his standard to um, hit that. But look, you know that's the that's the difference between the championship and the Premier League. If it was with like their chance, and I go on about their chance, and I'll say this to Dino: if that was last season against some of the strikers that we faced, that was a goal. The Preston that's one, a goal. we that's know that all, so. all day long, in it. Well, all right, okay. So the um, we've gone on about the centre backs. They look pretty pretty tight. Um, right, the wing backs, shall we say, Kamara, and who was it? Kamara was. Kamara and um, Semmer, wasn't it, really, Semmer. if we look at yeah. that? Yeah, Kamara and Semmer, Semmer, maybe. You first on that if one. What do you think of him? Um, Semmer, he works hard. I'll give him that. And I think everyone, everyone in that team, no matter what the quality, what the 
you know, and I said this about Kuchka last year, it's the same sort of example. No matter what rating they get in the match, I think they'll be, uh, they work extra hard. And I think the whole team as a whole has been working really hard. Simmer, Simmer and Kamara's class, uh, he, he's not, he's better than Championship. He should be playing Premier League, Kamara. And I think he think he was excellent. He he was positive, forward thinking. Semar, you know, as a as a, a workhorse, absolutely brilliant. I'm really really impressed with him in terms of his work rate. It's just that extra bit of quality that he always seems to lack. He always always has lacked, and that's not meant to meant to knock him too much. But yeah, I wasn't I wasn't too upset with um, how they performed. Really, um, what do you reckon, mate? I think there's not a lot I'll disagree on that one. Kamara, I wish we could get him back on his natural left side. I understand completely why he's set up where he is, because we quite simply don't have anyone else, apart from maybe Hungbo, who can play wing back in our team. We only have Sema, Kamara, and possibly Hungbo's backup on the and wing back roles. And we do need to address that sooner than later. Yeah, Gaspar's not doing it at the moment, is he? Sorry, mate. Gaspar, Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. That's right. That's cool. Like, Gaspar's like 30-31. He can't be that dynamic. That's unfortunate where I think the recruitment saw an opportunity they couldn't turn it down. I understand completely agree with that. But I think he should be replacing one of the centre-backs to actually be able to progress it out. Kafka, Cabasele, and Sierra they're good, pure defenders, especially Sierra But nobody can progress a ball out. Nobody can take a ball under pressure and play a calm ball. Gaspar, our last game, could do that. But I wish we'd use him in one that back three on the right side. Mm, mm, yeah, no, I do pretty, pretty, um, pretty well there, mate. Uh, okay. Um, so it's our front three. Well, no, actually, go straight to uh, midfield here. Um, it's the, they set up. Uh, it look it's set up slightly different. We've got Kian and Chowdhury. Uh, I'll let you go first with this, mate. I know I've said enough uh, about Chowdhury and the class of him, but. Yeah, the two central midfielders, if we're going by our sort of desired formation, what do you, how did you rate Kiembe and Chowdhury's performance today? Chowdhury, at this point, we're almost expecting him just to be, he's, I had to just, I was thinking this, as we were talking before it started, I was actually thinking, he reminds me a bit of Decore, where he's minus the attacking side of it, where he doesn't do too much attacking, but he does that work rate of, as as you we were saying, where He's doing so much of the dirty work, tackling, yeah. working, making the link, as you were saying. And that link is huge for us because between KM and Kayembe is, I do think he lacks agility and he lacks that turning circle, which gets him out of tight spaces. But when he's got a little bit of space to work with, he actually does show decent quality. And that brings us to a Sprilla who's just on his own level between them. Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you say for argument's sake it was a three and you've got a Spreer, uh, Minaj and Bio up front. Uh, firstly, Chowdhury, absolutely immense. Man of the match for me. Uh, back, Backman, very, very close second. A Spreer straight mm -hmm. after that in terms of the man of the match performances. Like I say, I'm, it's a massive, massive plus of Spreer. I think the last two games, his work rate has been absolutely brilliant. Um, but yeah, Chowdhury, mm -hmm. Premier League class, absolutely amazing. Um, Dino said future captain material for us and you know in terms of his performances you wouldn't exactly doubt that would it knock a bit of shave a bit of uh, of his um, playoff you know that pressure of the armband you don't know but 
I, I certainly would, didn't argue with Cathcart being um, captain today. Yeah, experienced, um, dedicated player for us. Been a you know in terms of recent history, a bit of a legend for us as well. Yeah, no, exactly, mate. Uh, but Kiembe, he's. He's blown hot and cold this year. He's we know he's a good player. We know him and Chowdhury as a, a midfield two are very, very good. It's just at the moment the link up between him and Cleverly wasn't really there. And I I don't he's it's not really hit just yet, but he's not been really poor. He just hasn't been amazing yet. And there's plenty of games to go. Yeah. You know, there's only five games in, so plenty of time to knit that together and build up a relationship between him and Chowdhury. But yeah, Chowdhury at the moment, absolutely outstanding. Um, there's a front three of Menage, Bio, and um, Espria. Like I said, I've already said Espria, absolutely brilliant today. I thought, thought a workhorse, really try to be positive there. Um, Bio has been getting a bit of stick, which people are absolutely entitled to uh, give if they see fit. You know, either they pay their money or they watch the games. They see what we see and they're almost, they're entitled to the opinion. But I think Bio's second half was better than the Bio first half. Minaj, um, you know, he needs to learn a lot. I think he's still learning. You know, you don't have to be 17, 18 to be learning. You learn every day, even if you're a 34-year-old um, centre-back, you're still learning the trade. And I think... Uh, Constant games and, you know, that, yeah, just, just basically playing consecutive games will help Minaj. I think his confidence, a goal scorer's confidence, they breathe they breathe off of scoring goals. So, yeah, let's just hope, let's just hope it comes to QPR next week. I know we've got MK Don's midweek, but I'm not really bothered about that. We come QPR next week. Um, I'm, you know, I'm not going to be complaining if Minaj is up front, but he needs... He needs to sharpen up. They need to do something in training next week because, you know, I, I, he gets in those positions, but he just doesn't have that bit of quality. And teams teams that get promoted have that player up there can get you guaranteed 20 up twenty plus goals. And I, at the moment, of this the way it stands, I can't see him getting, getting any more than 10 to 12 goals this season um, at a push, the way he's, the, the way he's um, shooting. So... Uh, I hope I'm proved wrong. I hope he comes good, say, starting from QPR and he starts banging him in like he scored. OK, he was there at the right time against Birmingham and he got his goal and the fair play to him. So kudos goes out to him there. But I do think um, up front, uh, people saying we're looking a little bit light up front. This front three will not get us promoted. That's one thing I would say. I don't mean to be negative. I do apologise to everyone. It's not meant to sound negative, but I really... And like I said, a lot of people will come back at me and quite rightly will say, we're selling Saar. It looks like we're possibly selling Pedro. I hope, obviously, I hope not. But we're going, mm. you know, all tents and purposes, we should be investing. So once we get... We've got Davis coming in, maybe another, maybe another striker, maybe another centre-back. So let's wait and see. But I think as a three... They would not get us promoted. Um, I just don't think there's enough firepower or goals in that front uh, in that front three. But Bio works hard. Minaj, to, to his credit, works hard. And um, at the moment, Spria, I think out of the three, is the one that I would say would offer us more than a more more chance of goals than the, than the other two. But um, that's enough of uh, my little rant. Uh, what did you reckon of the front three today, mate? So we've already touched on the spear, so I move on from him. I think yeah, at least cool. we have. I think, yeah. With Manage, it's a weird one. I like the fact he's got an edge to him. He will upset defenders. 
by his presence and by the fact he'll put himself about. But as as you say, his composure isn't non-existent. He had two. The second one, which was the overhead volley, I have complete sympathy not taking that one. Even though it's a good chance, it's a very hard chance. Whereas I can't forgive the one that was played to his left. He had time to take a touch, look up, and he just blasts it over the bar. That's unforgivable for this level, to not at least work the keeper. Whereas Bio, at least he works the keeper regularly with the shots. Yeah, he had, the, for example, the chance which was saved by the keeper's leg midway through the first half, his run and using his body and strength to get in front showed decent pace, decent positional play, decent understanding of the play itself. That in itself is quite promising, as well as the fact he came close. He had that header that was saved. They should have put anywhere but the keeper, but that's a different issue. And a couple of other half chances that I either helped was involved in the build-up before, or otherwise was roughly in the right place. So I think with Bio, I could see him getting 10 goals if he played regularly over a season. Yeah. Where Manage, I just don't see the composure for it. I think he's good to bring on to disrupt play if he wants on to see our game or try and upset a comfortable defence. But he's not someone I want to die in regular if, I'm, if he's playing like this. Mm, mm, yeah, no, true, mate. But uh, Rob, uh, Rob Edwards, right after the game, said about both teams created some good chances and how the game was nil-nil, I'm not quite sure. He's also said uh, Danny Backman made some good saves um, again and I thought he performed well. All over, uh, I thought we played well all over the pitch. It's a difficult place to come, which is obvious. I mean, they haven't conceded a goal yet and they're still unbeaten. Um, but we were unlucky not to win. I think in parts, I certainly agree with him. He said there were many things that were pleased me today. It's been quite a difficult week for various reasons on and off the pitch. I think obviously transfer speculation hasn't has certainly um, at the forefront of that, I believe. So to come away with a point and a positive performance is a good reward. Now, we have a couple of difficult away games. So first... So, first of all, getting a couple of points at difficult places has pleased me. If you look at the game today as a whole, um, the control we showed at times was really, really good. He says, but I'm really pleased with the bravery of the players and decision-making because pressing are set and ready to pounce at any kind of mistakes. Overall, I'm happy. So, yeah, quite uh, positive vibes coming out from Rob. I mean, obviously, expect that from the head coach. But um, from what I can see, he's building something, I think, I think more judgment will be given after, and we're chugging along. We're getting the draws away. Let's hope we can get so if we can get a win against QPR next week. Then we're pretty much done. What a lot of people expect us to do, you know, try and get your wins at home and get scrape what you can away. And the the first yeah. five games, if you look at it on paper, are very very tricky. So we've come out of it. We're under decent shape. We've still got a couple of weeks of the wind dead to go. So you you never know. And like I said, we've made some very astute signings so far. And I believe we're going to make another two or three before the end of the season. But is there anyone, um, we usually say this on Sundays, you know, leading up to the end of the transfer window, is there any anyone that's caught your eye that you may think may come over, may come over to Watford or just any position do you think um, we need to strengthen? There's probably obvious ones, but. What do you reckon? We need at least a left centre-back. At least, whether it's Courtney Horse or or um, Clark from Brighton, I think we need one of those two. Greaves has signed a contract with a four-year contract with Hull, so he's off the table now. But one of, of Courtney Horse or I think it's Matt Clark 
one of those two for the left side who can progress the ball and make sure we're actually getting a little bit more width in our play will be a huge benefit to us overall. So we need at least a left centre back. Bless you. We need a. <laughs> we need another central midfielder. I think similar to Chowdhury in that we need somebody who's quite dynamic. Yeah. Because Cleverly and Gosling aren't that dynamic, which leave us only a thriller loser who's injured at the moment, as we know. And Kembe is reasonably dynamic, but, but he's slow to turn it. It hurts him. So we need a central midfielder as well. They need, and both of them need to be homegrown because of our squad, which limits who you can get. We need a right wing back, I think, as well. It's becoming increasingly clear we can't get by with what we have here if we want to have to sustain a squad. What about, sorry, have, sorry to, sorry to jump in, Duncan. What about Dave's put, no. evening, Dave. He says, we won't go up with this strike force. I did hear that we're looking at Clark Harris from Peterborough. Fantastic shout, Dave. Cyrus off the villa. Mm. I need to invest the money. Maybe go for Vidra or Davis. And I've said this for years. Get Davis from Everton. Um, he was playing today, so I don't think... We may we can get him on loan as well. Davis will be class in the championship. But Clark Harris from yeah. Peterborough... Um, have you seen anything? I mean, I rate Davis. I think he's a great player. Uh, certainly for, he'd be out of his depth a bit like Chowdhury in the championship. I think it'd be excellent for us. And he'll be, he'd be one of those attacking players, creative players that we would need. It'd be absolutely amazing if we got him. But Vidral, Clark Harris, um, for the championship, Vidral would be great for the championship, but certainly Clark Harris. Clark Harris would be similar sort of in the Tony mould where he's come up from, say, League One, um, for instance, or championship, he's in the championship now, but he can yeah. make he can potentially make that step up, can't he? Yeah, I don't see any reason why not. I can't say I've looked too closely at Clark Harris, but I have heard only good things about him. So I don't have too much of an informed opinion on him, but from what I've seen and heard, limited to him, what I've heard more often, he's what we want to target that right mold of young, upcoming talent who's got room to grow. And it's already at a level where you can immediately jump in and help the cause. And with Vidra, I'd love to go for him like from a heart perspective. And I think he's still got quality. But because of his ACL injury, he wouldn't be back till January anyway, realistically. Mm. And that means you've got a question mark over his pace and longer term fitness. That said, if we sign him, I'd love it. <laughs> I wouldn't question it regardless. Mm. Yeah, definitely, mate. Is there any... I mean, sorry, we I keep interrupting you, mate. What was the thing you were saying just before I jumped in with Dave's comment? Because I know you were going on about uh, another Villa centre-back, which is a very good good shout there, and um, a few other positions. What was the other positions you were looking at? So, yeah, Courtney Hawes or Matt Clark's left centre-back. And for central midfielder, I actually don't really have a person in mind particularly. I just more than what the profile of players we need. Because our squad is limited by the homegrown factor, we need to actually make sure we're on top of that. Oh, Dave. Clark Harris scored 12 championship goals in a relegated Peterborough team. Yeah, actually, based on that, I'm sold. <laughs> Dave, yeah. you sold me on that already. Game in. I'll tell you what, he gives me all the credit for um, shouting out the likes of Tony in that lot a couple of seasons ago when we should have bought him, but... Mate, kudos to you, Dave. Uh, Clark Harris would be an excellent player. I, I was looking around him um, in the summer and said, look, I, but I sort of ignored him because I 
didn't think we would go out and spend that because you know they come at a premium, these players, especially when they score goals in the Championship and they're younger players. And I think uh, certainly the winger from West Brom, we missed a trick with him um, a season or so ago. He, he's excellent. I think they won 5-2 today. But um, yeah, I think Clark Harris. What's that? Was it Hull they played or someone else? I think I think, sure play, I think, think they did play Hull and they won 5-2. I've got Nigel Quasi on my Facebook. I'm not mates with him or anything. I just, you know, he's one of those who got many players on me Facebook. And he he was, he's one of the, um, was it corporate guests? And he was going around. It's a bit like what Lufa uh, does at the club, you know, um, goes around, visit, visits all the boxes and, you know, just a club legend. And, he was saying that they won 5-2 today and they, they were um, absolutely amazing. And we certainly missed a trick with him. And certainly the forward from West Brom looked pretty tidy as well. But yeah, going back to Clark Harris, yeah, I, I totally agree with you, mate. 110% um, going by Clark Harris if we could before the window. That would be certainly him and Davis up front. Will certainly cause a lot of problems in the um, championship, wouldn't they? Yeah, sorry. I've just seen something on, you know, Fabrizio Romano, the... Um the very connected um, Twitter person. Oh, yes. yeah. He's, I've just seen something just come through now from him saying about 15 minutes to about 10 minutes ago. Sorry, I just want the original topic related to no, Pedro. No, go put it up, enough. mate. Yeah. So what he's saying is exclusive. Newcastle have sent Watford verbal final proposal for Jal Pedro after two turn-down bids in the last couple of days. It's 25 million plus 5 million in add-ons, still verbal. Found a decision up to the Poslo family now. So it seems like this is take it or leave it from Newcastle now. Right. Okay. So that's pretty much do or die for them. But there's still a couple of I think that what they're doing is and they're not they're saying they're not being having their pants pulled down over prices. And we're not exactly gonna budge until we until teams meet our valuation because he's still a young player. He's not 35 and we're selling him. He's 20 years old. He's around 20 years old, still got plenty of He'll his career to go. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, go on. I'm sorry. sorry go on. Yeah, I'm saying, like, value-wise, he'll be homegrown in January as well, which will help our needs and then create his value further. Because there is a homegrown premium on a lot of players. You see, man, it's like, who was it? It was uh, Bowen for, um, from Hull, funny enough, two seasons. That's English it tax, though, we call it, can't we? We call it English tax. <laughs> Either way, homegrown as well, which is quite a huge factor. It means they don't take one of the 70 remaining spaces in theory for the squad that in itself makes itself more valuable True. and Bowen went for a huge price comparatively you're seeing money players well spent, who, but you're actually right though aren't yeah. you? and it was not walker peters who's the one that went from gibbs white wasn't it from gibbs white Wolves 42 million for yeah. yeah and if he's worth that much so's pedro so I personally, at 25 plus 5 final offer, I'd reject it. Given we're sell Sar, we've sold, or Sars, I believe, is going to be imminently sold. We've sold Dennis. Yeah. We've sold the rest of our, of our high-quality attack that we have currently. I'd rather keep Pedro. I mean, my argument with that is, and yeah, I agree with the, the phrase high-quality, but I also contend it. Um, slightly, I mean, they were so high quality they couldn't keep us in the Premier League last season. They didn't score enough goals, but um, in terms of championship, yeah, 110 the high quality. But the, the work rate of all three of them combined, I mean, Pedro aside, his work rate I thought has been excellent. Um, the yeah. games that he has played, but the other two just didn't look bothered apart from the goal that, um, was it uh, 
Sar score. Sar. Okay, fantastic goal. He hasn't done anything else. And Ped and um, Dennis just didn't really do anything. So to be honest, I'm not really losing any sleep of those two going because we can get players in that will uh, championship ready and will work hard for the cause and um, certainly help out defensively because we against West Brom we were suffering quite immensely because we were not defending from the front and they were getting they were finding gaps mm. left, right, and centre enough. So the likes of Semmer and players like that were getting completely overrun by West Brom's counter-attacks. And I saw that, and it's a great forward line, but they just if they if they worked as a three, but they just simply couldn't. But yeah, um, wasn't wasn't they didn't didn't look like they were. But like I say, in terms of on paper, yeah, they're definitely a high quality. They were a high quality front three. They just didn't like you said. There was no cohesion there, and they weren't working. It's just a shame they didn't because. Um, what a front three we would have had, especially in the three games. They should have scored more than two goals in those first three games. Mm. Should have been three. I, I sorry, been three or four. Should have been those three games. Yeah, I completely agree. The issue is, I understand what Rob Wedd was trying to do, which is you have you had Pedro, you had Dennis, you had Saar. You could not play. You couldn't not play them. But the problem is, he compromised the link between them in doing so. And I think he was just banking on someone making some, a moment of quality to make up for that. And we just about got away with it, even though it wasn't convincing. True, I think that true, didn't mate. help the key Right. Okay, guys and girls, we will see you tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, um, when myself and the young man, Dino, will be um, taking all your topics, all your suggestions, all your opinions. That is the podcast that you control the topics, as always. And we will discuss them. That will be live at 8 p.m., um, guys and girls, everyone, thank you ever, ever, ever so much. Get on over to Spotify and iTunes, um, free to download um, the rest of the podcast, including this one um, with my glamorous assistant, Sir Dunk. Um, Dunk, mate, with your stats, thank you ever so much, mate. been absolutely amazing. Thank you once again, putting three shifts in this week. You've been absolutely top dog, mate. Well done. No worries. Thanks for having Cheers, me. Cheers, boy. Right. Um, any last words, mate, before we shoot off? Uh, just thank everyone for watching, really, and just keep keep talking to us because it makes the show better for it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, right, okay, guys, and girls, we'll see you tomorrow night. Uh, we we'll post uh, post up the um, topic uh, post in the morning, so uh, yeah, get on um, suggesting your topics, and we will discuss them. So, uh, good night, everyone. Coming you on um, on to Tuesday night. Um, we will see you soon. <laughs>